Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am so happy to be here with you guys today. You guys are the highlight of my day. I get to I get to be among like-minded people where I get to vent and and you guys love me for it anyway. So <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you guys for sharing this video. Uh Critter Me Timbers. I love that name by the way here in our chat room on on uh on YouTube has said that he uh, that that uh, he or she I'm not sure shared it on Twitter thank you for reminding me that when you guys share the videos you actually help us overcome the liberal socialist Marxist AI programming that is constantly keeping us suppressed I mean it's it's amazing to me that we have actually come about uh, such an increase all of a sudden in subscribers here on YouTube, followers on Facebook, followers on Twitter. And I'm not sure how you can have in, in an all-encompassing thing nearly, wow, I don't know, over 150,000 followers. Now I know it should be a lot more, but a lot of the censoring that we're dealing with has to do with that. You have over 150 followers uh, combined, 50,000, sorry, 150,000 followers combined in all social media. I was like, make 200,000 maybe uh, in all social media. And yet on our platforms, you know, we get, uh, we do better than a lot of people do. We do greater than 10%. And what's amazing, you know, I mean, I think we do greater than most platforms because all of our followers are organic. We have never bought a single follower. Do you guys know that? Do you know there are the people, the big names out there actually buy likes so they can look like they're more important and they're actually paying people to come and like and follow their pages? I find that just completely and totally unethical. Uh, I found it amazing. But anyway, all of our followers are completely organic. You're here because you love the content. And that means that you interact with us more. So we may not get, uh, we may not have a million two followers, but those people who have a million two followers get a hundred likes on a page and three people comment. I mean, we reach thousands and thousands of people, but not what we should in comparison to what our following is. So my long story, when you share, when you like, when you subscribe, you help us. And it's really a simple way. You don't, we, you, you don't, you don't, doesn't cost you a dime to do those things. Now I'm sort of breathing, working my way into this because I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm really angry today. I've, I've had some people, I've been in an environment where people were saying things uh, just simply out of lack of understanding, lack of education, uh, I will say ignorance in the true definition of its word, not in a condescending word, because you remember ignorance and stupidity are different. Stupidity is, is not a kind word. Being stupid is not a kind word. But being ignorant is an understanding that you lack fundamental information, and that's what's happening in America today. 
So I'm around people, right? I'm around people who are talking about the stimulus bill today because I've, I've, uh, I went to Walmart, I went to the grocery store, I was at the gas station, I was at Walgreens. So I'm hearing all of this stuff come in my ears. American people waiting and anticip in anticipation for this quote unquote stimulus bill. And can I tell you that my head has popped over this. And so I'm going to have to let you know, I'm going to give you a little warning. Chris Ann is about to go on a rant. And I've already posted this on social media. So if you like what I'm about to say, you need to go to social media and share it. Now, obviously not Twitter because Twitter doesn't allow you to get the whole text. But if you go to Facebook, if you go to LinkedIn, if you go to Instagram, you're gonna get this message, okay? So let me just tell you, let me put it back up there for you one more time because this is the crux of the message. The Corona stimulus bill is not money that is owed to you. It is money that your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will owe foreign countries and foreign and 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 corporations. I mean, that's I, I can't get you get it any more close to that. Okay, this is not a refund of your tax dollars. Your tax dollars do not fund the government anymore. We don't collect enough money in taxes to fund what our government spends on. At best, your tax dollars are spent to meet the interest payments for the debt that we already have, plus some extras. The stimulus bill is not a refund of your tax dollars. It's actually debt sentence to our children. It is not stimulus, okay? It is not stimulus. The money we spend today is the debt for our future, and what we spend today will be multiplied into the thousands. My friend Victor, my financial friend Victor can probably give you the exact numbers, but the money that we spend today will be multiplied into the thousands by the time our children go to pay it back. You need to know this. This is not a good thing. This stimulus package is not a good thing. This stimulus package is unconstitutional, it is unjust, and it is immoral. How can we, in good conscience, spend this money knowing that it is not something that we have but something that we will owe, and not even we, but generations into the future. We will owe just by using it. So don't tell me I paid that money, I deserve to give it back. Let me, let me ask you a question. If you truly believe that what you get from the federal government is 
enti- you're entitled to because you paid the federal government. It's my money anyway. I should get it back. Please explain to me why in heaven's name are you even sending it to the federal government to begin with? Why don't you just keep it for yourself? Why do we need the federal government to be a clearinghouse to give us our own money back? Because it's not our money. It's not even the federal government's money anymore. Ever. Well, it was never the federal government's money. The federal government has no source of revenue. The federal government doesn't create a product. It doesn't sell things and get them. It steals things and gives them. And when I finish with this rant, I'm going to give a special message to my Christian friends out there. Because I was studying on this, I was praying on this, and a Bible verse actually came to me. And I'm going to share it with you. Now, if you're not a Christian, you should listen anyway. Because if you love liberty and you hate this stimulus and you hate all this federal spending, you need to listen to this because you have Christian friends who are sitting in their house right now going, Ooh, I can't wait until the stimulus bails us out. So Christian or not, you need to hear this Bible lesson because it will be helpful to you. Now, I want you to know something about this stimulus package. Okay? I'm going to share this with you. These facts I'm bringing to you. Are you ready? The Republicans are concerned because their $2 trillion coronavirus bill will not pass. So, well, I'm going to put it this way. The Senate is upset. A group of Republican senators, including South Carolina's Lindsey Graham, held a news conference on Wednesday afternoon to raise objections to the structure of the unemployment insurance provision in the coronavirus stimulus. Okay, so this is the Republican objection. I'm going to show you what the Democrat counter to the Republican stimulus bill is. And this is all Lindsey Graham has to say. They argued the current current language with a $600 uh, boost in unemployment benefits could allow the people to make more money with unemployment insurance than they would in their current job and thus boost unemployment numbers nationally. What? What? Are you trying to say that government handouts don't encourage people to work? They actually discourage people to work? Say it ain't so. Handouts make people not want to work. Come on, you gotta be pulling my leg. Who would have had such crazy thoughts? Now, the $600 of unemployment is not what you need to freak out about. Okay, let me show you this. This is the Democrats' version of the coronavirus response bill. It is the third version. I want you to see this. In the midst of Senate, and this is 8.50 p.m. tonight from NPR. In the midst of Senate negotiations on a massive stimulus package in response to the coronavirus pandemic, House Democrats have drafted their own counterproposal titled the Take Responsibility for Work as Workers and Families Act. 
okay? Can, can we talk about this? This is, this is your coronavirus solution from the Republican majority. A bill called, take, uh, a bill called, Take Responsibility for Workers and Families Act. It doesn't even have a coronavirus in the text. But here is the bill. And I'm going to show you the bill here on our handy dandy website. And then I'm going to read to you what this bill contains for provisions for coronavirus stimulus relief, right? $100 million to NASA. 20, let's see, this is zero, 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 twenty billion dollars to the United States Postal Service. $300 million to the Endowment of the Arts. $300 million for the endowment of the hum for the humanities. $15 million for veterans employment training on top of the GI Bill. $435 million for mental health support. $30 billion, are you catching this now? $30 billion for mental, I'm sorry, for the Department of Education Stabilization Fund. I'm, I'm going to keep reading this for you because you need to hear this. This is for you to, to know that you're getting money for the coronavirus stimulus. Because, right? Because we shut down your businesses. Your businesses are shut down. You can't go, you, your grocery stores can't operate. You're out of work. So, Congress wants to help you by sending you a coronavirus stimulus bill. They want to put money in your pocket. That's what we're being told, right? No, they want to put $30 billion into the Department of Education. They want $200 million to Safe School Emergency Response to Violence Program. $300 million to Public Broadcasting. $500 million to museums and libraries, $720 million to the Social Security Administration, on top of all the money they're stealing for you for Social Security. I mean, seriously, why does the Social Security Administration need $200 million? Is that what I said? No, $720 million more dollars of your tax dollars on top of what they already get. Because you see, here's the thing. I thought they collected Social Security from us to be a savings account for us so that when we get old and we don't have a job and we didn't make our own savings accounts, then the federal government will give us the money we paid in. Why do they need more money than what we've paid in? Oh, okay, well, you gotta pay the people to run the business, you gotta pay the lights, you gotta pay the people who, who cut the checks, you gotta pay the paper right. Okay, whatever, $720 million more? And wait a minute, that's $720 million more on top of what they're already taking from me 
that they said they're going to pay back to me, which they don't actually still have. Could the $720 million that they're ta- trying to take in the stimulus bill be a way to recoup the money that they've spent elsewhere when they weren't supposed to spend our Social Security money? I don't know. Just trying to figure it out. Twenty-five. Oh, are you ready for this? Your stimulus bill to help you get back on your feet because of the coronavirus panic, we have to pay $25 million for cleaning supplies for the Capitol building. It's on page 136 of this bill. $25 million for cleaning supplies to help you recover from the coronavirus. Seven hundred seven million seven point five million to the Smithsonian for salaries, thirty-five million to the JFK Center for Performing Arts, twenty-five million dollars for additional salary for the House of Representatives, three billion to upgrade the ID department, IT department at the VA, three hundred fifteen million for the State Department diplomatic programs. I mean, it goes. Let me show you this. It goes on, it goes on, and on, and on, okay? Let's see, how much of this actually, is, is any of this actually mention uh, a coronavirus? Here is a hundred million for essential air carriers on page 162. Because the airlines are going to need billions in loans to keep them afloat. $40 billion goes to take responsibility for Workers' Family Act, right? So this is their bill. This is their stimulus bill now. Uh, $40 billion goes to the just the portion that's for the Take Responsibility for Workers' Family Act. Uh, let's see. A million dollars, a billion dollars, sorry, a billion dollars for airlines recycle and save program. Can you say $40 million toilet seat? We know that the airlines want bailout money, but we can't actually give them billions of dollars in bailout money because the people's minds will explode. So we'll give them a billion here and a billion there and a billion to help them recycle, right? 25 million to the FAA for administrative costs. 492 million to the National Railroad Passengers Corporation, which is Amtrak. 526 million dollars in grants to Amtrak to remain available through 2021 in case they might need it. Let's see, I'm just not catching here um, where we, we have this uh, 5 million for salaries and expensive office expenses for the officer of the inspector general. There is nothing in here about coronavirus. There's nothing in here about tests or masks or people whose salary has been cut. Oh, here's a great one. We have now a million dollars more. I'm sorry, a billion dollars more for more Obama phones. I don't. The coronavirus is not as much of a danger as our congressional spending actually is.
You have to see this. You need to go look at this bill for yourself. This is crazy. This is the third Coronavirus Preparedness and Response Supplemental Appropriations Act of 2020. And if you don't believe me, let me scroll down here. Look at all of these, these crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, now they're gonna put all the this stuff, right? Minority business development. Well, maybe that's to help us, right? Maybe that's to help us. Then NASA. How does NASA help us recover from the coronavirus? Go read it. It's right there. Right there. This is their bill title right here. The third coronavirus preparedness and response supplemental appropriations act. A Trojan horse of debt for your children and your grandchildren that will make them slaves to foreign countries and corporations. Now I want to share something with you before we end up this section if your head hasn't already exploded, okay? If your head hasn't already exploded, let me share something with you. I promised you something from a biblical standpoint. Are you ready? This is Nehemiah chapter five, starting with verse two. For there, that, for there were the, I'm sorry, for there were that said, we are sons and our daughters are many. Therefore, we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. Those who take responsibility for their children. Okay. Some also there were that said, we have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses that we might buy corn because of the dearth. There were also that said, we have borrowed money for the king's tribute and that upon our lands and vineyards. Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren and our children as their children. And lo, we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants. And some of our daughters are bought unto bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them for other men have our lands and vineyards. And Nehemiah says, and I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Nehemiah is describing to us the cry of the Israelites of how they've sold their children into slavery for debt. He says, and unto them, and I said unto them, we are after our ability, uh, we after our ability have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. And will ye even sell your brethren or shall they be sold unto us? Then held they their peace and found nothing to answer. He's looking at him and look, we already got out of servitude from the Egyptians. And now you've turned around and sold our brothers and sisters into debt and slavery again through future expenditures, through your own unwise and, and inability to steward what you have. He said, also, I said, is it not good that you do? Ought ye not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen and our enemies? Why aren't you relying on God instead of putting yourself in debt? See, some of them mortgaged their lands. 
Some of them went into servitude and debt to the king. And Nehemiah is saying, what are you doing, wicked people? We've already got out of servitude. We've already got out of bondage. Why would you be so selfish to put yourself back into bondage? Not only yourself, your children and your futures. Is not God enough to supply your needs? He says, also, I shook my lap and said, so go shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise, even thus be he shaken out and emptied. Nehemiah said, if you don't turn back to God, if you don't stop selling your children into debt, may God condemn your personal future. Don't tell me you're happy about this. This is immoral and this is wicked. I've, been, I've posted this. People said, look, we don't have any choice. How do we get out of this? We don't have a choice. This is our only out. No, that's what people who have been taught and trained into servitude, subjection, and slavery think. Our founders brought us out of bondage through much sacrifice. Beginning with James Otis Jr. in 1761, awaking a population about how crazy our government and how oppressive our government had become. July 2nd, 1776, declaring our independence. Yes, I said July 2nd, not July 4th. Through the ratification of the Lee Resolution, becoming a free and independent group of states releasing ourselves from the bondage of the king and the bondage of kings forever. We have been freed. We have been emancipated. We are no longer subjects. And yet here we are, once again, making ourselves subjects. Once again, selling our children into bondage for what we believe we need today. So I don't want to be that guy who's just complaining and not giving solutions because the people out there are going to say, we don't have a choice, we'll starve, we won't do this, we need the federal money. Did, did I show you what the federal money is here? Okay, this federal money in this stimulus bill is not coming to you. It's not coming to you. It's fattening the coffers of those who get their sustenance from the government, period. So I want to give you the solution. I want, to, I, want, I want to tell you what our founders would look at us right now and say. They would say, the government taking your money for this is unconstitutional and the government distributing their money for this is unconstitutional, which makes it unjust, unlawful, and makes it null and void. You ought not participate in this, period. So what's the solution, Chrisanna? How do we get out of this hole? Well, here's the solution, and you will get out of this hole. It will just take a little bit longer. It will take a little bit stricter stewardship, a little bit tighter budgets, and a little bit harder work. And it will take the people of the communities coming together to support each other. 
It will take private charity. It will take churches. It will take people being charitable, not government stealing from one to give to another. Without the federal government stealing money from us to fatten their coffers, we don't need this. We are Americans. We built this. Federal government did not build this. We built this. And we can do it again. How do we do it? Well, maybe the people will realize how these government regulations, even on the state and local level, are strangling our economy, killing ingenuity, and keeping the people impoverished. I want to give you a point, a point of order here. In all of these press conferences that we've seen in Washington, D.C., the department heads are saying, we're going, to, we're going to suspend this regulation. We're going to suspend this permitting restriction. We're going to allow you to conduct your business without this red tape because the economy needs the stimulus. Do you know what they're admitting? When they're saying we're not gonna do this because the economy needs the stimulus, we're not gonna do this because it slows down business growth, we're not gonna do this because we need to have the ability to do this so that we can recover from this economic loss. You know what they're telling you right there and in there? They know that these federal regulations strangle business, keep down economic growth, and keep you impoverished and dependent upon the government. They know this. Otherwise, they wouldn't repeal these things. If they were good for business, they'd be like, oh, great. We need to increase our business, so we're going to give you more regulations. We're going to give you greater licensing. But they know the exact opposite is true. And every time there's a crisis, they set them aside because they know they are oppressive and tyrannical. And they're destructive to your liberty, period. So what do you do? They're proving to you what the solution is. Stop the regulations on private business. Regulations, I did, a whole show, I did a whole segment on the show how regulations don't stop people from doing bad things in, any more than laws stop people from committing crimes. If someone hurts somebody in, ne in a negligent practice in their business, there's already a crime on the books to punish them. We don't need regulatory agencies. My goodness, the people in Haiti have greater liberty to conduct business than the people in America. And they're proving they know this to be true. Here's the solution. We don't need them stealing money from us to feed other people's coffers. They're, not, they're fattening the, the government worker, the government sector, and the special interest sector. They're not providing for you. Keep your money. Don't send it. Say, look, we'll take care of ourselves. We don't want your handouts, so we'll keep our own money for ourselves. We'll take care of each other in our communities. It will take a little bit longer. It will take harder work. But we will be healthy in our communities again. We will no longer be subjects to federal dictate. We will no longer be dependent on the federal teat. We will be liberty-loving, free business owners and consumers. And we will finally, finally see just how amazing and prosperous 
we can be. We are sitting on an amazing potential here. How many people coming to me all the time saying, Chrisanne, it should not be this easy to shut down my business. I worked hard. It's my money that's paying the loans for those business. It's my ex sweat equ equity that has built this business, not the state, not the county, and certainly not the federal government. It should not be that easy for them to shut me down. And people are beginning to realize that when you have to seek a license from the government to run your business, you don't own your government. You, you don't own your business. The government owns your business. See, this is a huge awakening moment for us. An enormous awakening for us. To finally see the scales be removed and finally see how oppressive our government has become. Take advantage of the questions that are people asking. Take, show people that the hurt that they're feeling is not because we don't have enough government, but because we have too much. We need to be free from this. We absolutely need to be free from this. And there's only way that one way that's going to happen. Only one way that's going to happen through hard work, ingenuity, free market, and the good old American work ethic, the one that we used to have, the one that built this, not the one that's crumbling this to the ground. I love this part. I, I just have to put this back up again. Let me just say this one more time because this is just absolutely amazing. Mitch McConnell and the senators arguing that a $600 boost in unemployment benefits would allow people to make more money with unemployment insurance than they would in their current job, thus boost unemployment numbers. Can we talk then about this directive? That we should all be getting $1,000 a month? from the government? I mean, that's just $600 more a month on unemployment benefits. What if the government cuts a check and everybody gets $1,000 and every family gets $500 for their homes or for their children, for each child? They're admitting to you that they know that people won't go to work. And here's the crazy thing. That's what the majority of them want. They want a society of unemployed. They want a society of people dependent upon the government for their sustenance, for their security, and for their, their, their homes. They want that. Why? Because those people will never vote against them. Those people, if they can get more of those than of us, they can get more dependent on the system than actually are providing for the system, then those who are dependent upon the system will outnumber those who are providing for the system, and now we can have mob-ruled theft, as if we don't already. Mob-ruled theft. And then we're a socialist country, and then we go, by the way, 
of the Soviet Union, where people stand in line for an hour for a loaf of bread and a roll of toilet paper. How, how crazy is that? People fighting over rolls of toilet paper in America. How eerily similar is that to people standing in line in Russia for a roll of toilet paper? I go to the grocery store and my milk is rationed. Yesterday, went to the grocery store and my milk was rationed. The number of loaves of bread that I could buy was rationed. And we're, we're going we're gonna to be okay with that. In an America like we have, we, we, we don't need foreign products in America. Everything that we have, we could produce here. Everything that we need to consume, we could produce right here. And yet, my bread is rationed. My milk is rationed. That ought never happen. Oh, my milk is rationed and my bread is rationed, but we need to send billions of dollars. Where? Well, I realize this isn't a, a rah-rah, sis-boom-bah message. This isn't a I, I hate Democrats, I love Republicans message. This isn't a I hate Nancy Pelosi, I love Trump message. Okay, This is a reality message. This is a wake-up message. This is, this is a movement message. This is a truth message. And it's difficult because... You're going to be dealing with cult of personality when you bring this up from the get-go. This truth you're going to get immediate opposition to because Donald Trump has said he likes this bill. So get or, or he likes a stimulus bill. And if Donald Trump actually signs, now this is not, let, let me mention to you, okay? This is, a lot of this spending is not unique to the Democrats' spending. You'll find a lot of this spending in the other versions as well, just not to the magnitude. So you better be prepared for the opposition, that whatever gets signed by the president will have to be accepted as a great thing because it was signed by Donald Trump. So guess what? Get armed with the facts and get ready to dispute the whole, oh, you're just fake news, okay? No. CNN, MSNBC, and even Fox, they engage in fake news. What I'm giving you now is documentation, is education, not fake information. Arm yourselves with it. Because the bottom line is this. Your children will pay for this. Your children are going to suffer for our unwillingness to take the path that's more difficult. And we will sell our children into servitude and slavery to foreign governments and corporations. And that's the choice that we have today. What are we going to do? 
how are we going to deal with this? And how will our children look back upon us? Let me give you a little, a little um, commercial here for just a second. I want to share with you, while you're sitting at home, what you can do to fill your time, to educate your children, your grandchildren, and learn the Constitution a little bit on your own. This is something that is important. Take advantage of this. Take advantage of what you, the time that you have. The kids are not getting indoctrinated. The kids are not getting fed the federal message right now. This is one of the best things that could happen to us, the closing of the public schools. We need to make sure that we are not letting our children go without the opportunity to educate them. Take this opportunity to educate them. Send them to Liberty First University and give them the education that they need. Give them what it is that they're supposed to be getting in the schools that they're not getting. I want to end with a message in today's show from Alexander Hamilton. Now I know just saying Alexander Hamilton right now has just made some people flip their gourds. But truth is truth no matter where you find it. And like him or hate him, he filled, your he 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 filled his documents with truth. He abused them later. He may not have been completely honest. But in his writing, you can find truth. And in this, I want to share with you, and I think this is what we need to take away, because the power is ours to fix what's wrong. We have the opportunity for a do-over. I don't know if we'll ever get another opportunity to do a do-over like this. Because the next time this pandemic threat comes around, I don't know if we'll get out of it. But we're going to have an opportunity for a do-over. Let us take that opportunity. And if we miss this opportunity, let me share with you what Alexander Hamilton said. He said, is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. I warn you of your danger. If you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you should still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Your conscience will reproach you for your folly and your children's children will curse you. If you don't think your property is at stake over this, I don't, I, I don't know how to help you. If you don't see how all of these government shutdown orders put our religion at stake, I don't know how to help you. 
if you don't realize that selling our children into debt that they cannot recover from without war is an inevitability if we keep doing this, then I don't know what to help you. But my conscience is clean. I've done my duty and I've warned you. And I know that there are so many of you out there right now listening to this, watching this, hearing this, who feel the same way I do. And you will take this and you will make it successful because it's not about us. It's about how history will look back upon us. Will they curse us for our folly? Or will they say, you know, they didn't get it right for a long time. But then they woke up and they stood up and they said no more. They suffered the present inconveniences so we could be free. And for that, we are eternally grateful. That's what's coming, America. We have a choice to be seen as selfish people concerned only with our present situation, willing to sell our future into debt to foreign countries and corporations, or receive the love and the thanks of future generations for rolling up our sleeves and doing what we know Americans do best, build it. We can, we can restore it, we can rebuild it, and we don't need the government. We didn't have them to begin with and we don't need them to do it now. We have it, we can do it. It's in our soul and it's in our spirit. And for my Christian brothers and sisters out there, guess what? God is with us. There is a cause and he still, he will stand with us. Who can stand against us? Well, thank you so much for joining me today. JC, I'm sure we'll be back tomorrow. God bless you guys. Spread the message. Live the liberty. If you stand for the gifts that God gives you, he'll stand with you. See you next time.